now welcome to another episode i hope you had a, a good week it's raining today it's been raining yesterday as well and we're in the summer you know this is not good is it but it's kind of normal uh, where, where we it, live where we live yeah yeah, yeah. no we, we got used to it <laughs> you know sometimes it's sunny sometimes it's not but again thank you thank you so much for being here with us we want to praise god really for what he's doing in this season um really just to give him all the glory and all the praise so father we just want to thank you this morning for just being who you are and then just for loving us so so much that you indeed gave your only son to die for us on the cross father we pray this morning as we commit this show into your hand that you will continue to open our eyes and our ears as we continue to discuss and conclude on the topic of, of the superpower in relation to China. We pray, Father, that, you know, just give us insight and, and revelation and and ask you, Lord, really to show us what we need to do in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. And you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, welcome again for those who are joining us on Zoom, just who are joining us on Facebook, and just who are joining us on YouTube. It's lovely to have you here with us today. We will conclude on the topic of China today, and then next week or the week after, we'll be moving to another superpower. But before we do that, I just would like to remind everyone again, I have to do that every single Saturday, that we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter. Yeah, I keep saying I'm not tweeting, but I, um, we are still on Twitter. And also we are on WhatsApp. So, you know, if you want to send us messages, you want to talk to us, you want to share things, please feel free to do so. Um, our WhatsApp group is quite dynamic. Uh, we keep receiving some wonderful information. And as we keep saying, we don't know everything. So, you know, this is a community where we can share really information and just help each other so please feel free to continue to do so as well and also we have a, a website www.revelationhour.co.uk my wife's smiling because she's thinking he's got it right this morning i keep adding four w's or sometimes i only do two w's but i've got it right today so it is www.revelationhour.co.uk well done jean-marc Fantastic. So we have this website and, and, and I think it'd be quite relevant for you to kind of have a look at it. Uh, some of the show that's coming through uh, over the next few months, we're working hard behind the scene to provide other information, other topic, other show that could actually help us as well. As a matter of fact, would you like to talk to us again very briefly about the show that's coming up in September? Mm, yeah, we have um, something to do with health coming up. Um, so it's it's uh, we're we're still actually going through different things and finalising bits and pieces, but um, it will be. I was saying it's 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 a been a long time coming. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be doing a show on health. So as we get closer to that time, we'll be revealing more. Wonderful, wonderful. 
And uh, we also working on a popular knowledge show in relation to uh, ministry, God and, and family. They kind of really see how our pastors and ministers and leaders, you know, balance wor- life, work and ministry at the same time. So, yeah, quite a few things coming up on the pipeline as well. But again, I think this is it. I've got nothing else to say. Is there anything you want to say today? Nothing I want to say today. No, you're very quiet. Okay. I am. All right. I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? Why don't we just go straight into the news uh, this morning and um, you can just pick up whatever you want. So, here we go. So yours now. Okay, what's the next one? Oh, you don't want to pick up anything from this? No. What's the next one? Um, I can go on that one, on the right side if you want to. Okay, so what's that about? Do you want me to click on it? Mm, actually, no, because it's, it's going to be more of the same thing, isn't yeah. it? What about this one? I don't know what you want. You want us to go straight to China, isn't it? No, let's have a look at this one. Okay. So what's your take on this one? What did you pick up this one particularly? Mm, it's saying because you kind of briefly opened it up last night and I saw bits and pieces. So I must say that to people. It's not the first time that I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um. I was just mentioning in terms of Hillsong, there seems to be quite a few things coming out um, in terms of them. Um, but w- what's this? What's this story? Well, I mean, as he says, there's basically um, he's been charging for allegedly concealing his father's abuse of another boy in 1970. So obviously, basically, he just didn't provide information that he needed to provide at the time, uh, which allowed this man, for some reason, to to go free. You know, and uh, and that was you know his father died in two thousand four, as he says here. And uh, but he said he committed abuse toward a boy prior to ninety seven in New Zealand. And I think that what he's saying, they're saying that this he knew about it and he didn't say anything about it. Mm. So now he's been charged. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? It's like forty years later. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that it's good that, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it has come out. Um, but what I was saying, it's just in terms of different things that have happened with Hillsong. Um, there are a few different cases in terms of in terms of things that are sexually related in terms of their leadership um, that have been coming out um, over the years. Um, and it's, it's quite interesting that this now has come out in terms of their senior leader. Yeah. Um, I mean that, that 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 happened before Hillsong was was basically created, so it's it's a very and and I think this is why we've we've got to look into this situation quite very carefully because Hillsong wasn't wasn't on when this 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 abuse happened, so we we don't know what was the relationship between him and his dad, and, and we we don't really know the in and out. All we know is that he's mm. been charged for yeah not disclosing in, in information. But the thing is what. I'm looking at is the concealment of things that have taken place mm. in terms of Hillsong and the things that allegedly have been sexually related in terms of things that have taken place um, there. So it, it's just in terms of the spiritual dynamic and mm. looking at even though these things happened 40 years ago, yeah, the seeds that are being Absolutely. sown, the seeds that have been sown from prior. Mm. Um, and it's just kind of a warning to us in terms of just hidden hidden sin in the sin absolutely um, hidden sin and anything you know it's just having our, our hearts 
right, open and clean before the Lord. I agree with you. Um, and I think it's important, regardless of whether it's senior leadership or, or not, mm. um, that we, it's, it's a lesson for us, I think, in terms of these things, when we look biblically, you know, it's about, you know, when we looked at David, yes, he committed sin, but then he was, he went and he was, he actually went and he repented and he opened up his heart to the Lord. Well, um, and I think it's I, important. I, I think one of the things, David, we've got to remember as well, he repented because he was confronted. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. He's, he didn't just decided to go as a matter of fact, you know, when he's done his what he did, he just he said, went yeah. he just went out there and then mm. do his own thing. Mm. But then when he was confronted mm. by a prophet, then he repented. Mm. You know. Now wh- what Brian says here in and in, in his own Brian Houston, so he's not my friend, so I should not <laughs> call him Brian. But Brian Houston says here that his statement said, These charges have come as a sh- as a shock to me, given how transparent I've always been about this matter, he said. I vehemently profess my innocence and will defend these charges and I welcome the opportunity to set the record straight. So again, we don't know the ins and outs. We don't know the ins and outs in this, Mm. you know. We don't know whether he has done it. We don't know whether there's a vendetta against them. We Mm. we have no idea as well. And and, and, and I think what you said is right, you know. The hidden sin always coming in the surface, but it looks like, you know, when you think about all these things that's taking place, in our churches, for example, in terms and of pastors, in and, terms leaders, of pastors yeah. and leaders be exposed, like you know, like this one, for example, you know, that's a, that's mm. another one of these as yeah, well. Exactly yes, yeah. right, you know. So, um, they say in collection of donors to rivals at Karai International Ministry of Field complaining in federal court claiming that a Christian non profit cover up the fund abusive conduct, you know. So, all these things now it seems that they're coming now in the surface and and one of the th- one of the word that I received uh, mm. a couple of years ago it mm. was God purging his church and yeah. basically cleansing yeah. his church you know yeah. and in order to clean his church it's got to take things that's been hidden to put it in that's open right. as well that's and right. and and that's what we begin to see mm. our churches and you're right we just got to go before the Lord to repent and do everything that we can to be as transparent uh, as and we can righteous. because yeah it is not easy it, no, it, it is not, not easy it's because not. sometimes there's things that you don't want to say to people mm. because your past is tarnished and you don't mm. you know i've done things in my life in the past that mm. many people don't know about yeah i think we, we need to write about those things yeah, i think it's important yeah. you know to be transparent um of course you have to be wise mm. in terms of you know who you open up to but i think it's really important and i think it's a season where all things that are in s- done in secret are mm. actually being brought out into the open. Mm. I think it's one of those seasons. So, But I, that I think really there's a difference between things that you've done in the past and you'll be forgiven yeah, because yeah. of the sin and things that you've done while you're in the ministry. Do you understand? Yeah, complete. And, and I think what God is revealing in his things that in relation to his kingdom, his relation mm. to what, what we do in his kingdom, which is not right. This is what mm. God is bringing it back to, to, to the surface in, mm. in that sense. But also it could be things that we are carrying that we haven't dealt with. Absolutely. Um, so if there's bitterness, there's unforgiveness, mm. anything that goes and is contrary to the word of God right now yeah. that we're still carrying because we haven't dealt with it, then those things are actually being brought to the surface mm. as well. So yeah. I think it's important to remember that. Well, let's pray that we can, as a people of God, we can indeed just uh, really just uh, be honest and open to the Lord and just mm. being and to one everything another. and to, to one, one another, another as well be accountable yeah. to one another.
So that was the news uh, for today. Thanks from Marcia for preaching the word of God this morning. <laughs> wonderful. You know, I'm teasing you this morning. Yeah, I'm in a teasing yeah. mode, you know. That's wonderful. Anyway, so going back to our topic, you know, which is, I'm going to skip through those slides because most of us know those slides already. Um, but it's important to know, you know, our, our focus to be the kingdom of God despite what is prepared in, in this world. And the key scripture that we always mention, First Peter 5, 8 and Second Corinthians 2, 11. So really for us to understand the tactic of the enemy and to also make sure that we are not ignorant of what he's doing. And that's the reason we're doing Revelation now. We reveal things uh, in, in that sense. So they're, they're not ignorant in, in, in per se. And uh, one of the things that I really begin to think that is so important for us to focus is really is to know the word of God, you know, because if we don't know the word of God, then we get deceived. And that's what you see in the world at the moment. You see a lot of people being deceived because they don't know the word of God in that sense, or they dilute the word of God, or they misinterpret the word of God because of the lack of understanding and the lack of revelation from the holy spirit so for us it's very important that we have the word in us but we also have the holy spirit to guide us as well to understand the word uh, in that sense and really that went for us to begin to talk about the next superpower we begin uh, a series looking at the seventh seal in the book of revelation and and looking at the third seal a second seal which it was the uh the the war the the red uh, horses the the ride on red horses we actually just waging war it, it just really kind of reminded us what is taking place today what what are we seeing today and you know I truly believe that the force the power that we are seeing at the woman this change is taking place obviously we know about the United States I think Europe you know we spoke about last week briefly and this is something that we're going to cover next um. They still are the kind of the baby stage in that sense, still trying to find their feet, you know. And then we, Russia, they're always dangerous, regardless of what they're doing. And we were, talking, we were looking to Russia also as well, and, and politically and ge- geographically as well, uh, economically as well, socially. But uh, China has been very interesting, you know. We, we spend about two weeks talking about China, which, you know, very uh, a, a country that is just rising and becoming a great superpower some of the video that we we've shown and we're going to be playing another one today as well and then sharing some kind of discussion but the things that i wanted to talk about you know in relation to this beginning to talk about is the trade war you know and uh, really this is something that working in, in, in a firm when they do a lot of insurance and so on and, and that this this aspect of the trade war that I understand other aspect I don't understand. But uh, the fact is these things are started, you know, during the Bush during the uh, um um what's his name again? He's gone now. What's his lovely yeah. president yeah. that everybody love? Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. So that starts in, in, in that sense. So you know to just to recap it very quickly, in July two thousand eighteen, um Donald Trump a follow through month of trade um, and impose tariff, sweeping tariff on China for unfair trade practices. And it's what we see last week. Remember the, the, the short documentary that we saw last week about how um, really China has begun to infiltrate uh, different countries, you know, and then just to really just moving on in those sense. And, and I think it's been, we always believe that night has always been frightening of China, you know, from military, but most importantly, from an economical perspective as well. So, the, in terms of the 
trade, the trade war that started and, and you know, what's been happening, the, the countries, they've been basically China and, and the state, they've been um, embarking in back-to-back negotiation, uh, tariff war, um, they introduced foreign technology restrictions, um, they, they fought uh, WTO cases, and that really creates so many tension. That's basically called the trade tension. And, you know, and many people, and even when I was working in the film, believed that we could actually go to a full-blown war. And, and really, and I think that one of the people were very concerned about is the impact of this trade, this trade war beginning between uh, the states and um the state and um, and uh, and the China w- could contribute potentially to a, a, a very financial market crisis in that sense, and I think people were very concerned about it. But to be honest, what do we know so far? You know, you know, if you say there's a different administration now, we 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 move from the Trump administration to to Biden administration. So, what what do we know so far about about the trade war? And and I think that that's one of the things that the question that we're going to be asking ourselves and discussing later on. And one of the questions I've been asking is that is it really about trade? Is it really about the trade, or is it something else hidden as well? So this is something that we're going to be looking at. So why don't we watch this uh, this uh, documentary and again a short report about China, and then what we can do we can begin to engage some kind of the conversation about it. The U.S.-China trade war has largely played out as a tariff war, but there are fundamental issues and arguments on both sides. So Katrina, you and I report together, beginning in China's Silicon Valley, Shenzhen. In Shenzhen's Segi market, you can buy anything electronic. There are 10 floors of circuit boards, battery-powered children's toys, digital watches, wireless headphones, even Bitcoin mining computers. And all of this is sold all over the world because international companies have long tapped into China's massive market and huge supply of reliable labor. If you have an electronic product that's labeled made in China, the chances are its parts come from here and end up all over the world, including the U.S. For decades, the world's two largest economies, the U.S. and China, have been integrated. But now the Trump administration is trying to change that. And the trade war is not only going to affect American businesses and consumers, but also businesses and consumers here in China. Segi Market has been called the barometer of China's electronics industry. Components and finished products are sourced from super factories all over Shenzhen. More than 60,000 businesses have set up shop here. While they may sell everywhere, this year all eyes are on the U.S. I hope the trade war doesn't continue to get worse. Let's keep a peaceful relationship. Don't raise tariffs because no one wins. All the vendors we spoke to blame President Trump for the trade war. And some say Trump feels threatened by China's success. China's electronics industry is pretty good. Now Trump is just trying to suppress China's development. Though some freely admit to selling copies of U.S. products. I ask her if this is a GoPro. No, it's not a GoPro. GoPro is made abroad and it's very expensive. But this one is cheap and it's similar. How similar, Nick? Well, very similar. The Chinese sports cam looks exactly like the American GoPro. At this Chinese new Barlin store, take a look at the words, the sneakers, and the writing. 
look an awful lot like American New Balance. That's just two examples of Chinese copycatting that the U.S. has turned into theft on an industrialized scale. The U.S. has indicted hackers connected to the Chinese military for stealing specs of an American power plant similar to this model and navigation satellite technology. And the U.S. says the most expensive weapon system ever, the American F-35, looks just like the Chinese J-31 because Chinese hackers stole the designs. The U.S. says in just a few decades, theft helped China make its military world class and its companies technology leaders. That kind of technological advancement doesn't happen organically. Jake Parker has lived in Beijing for a decade and is the vice president of the U.S.-China Business Council, which advocates for American businesses in China. China's system is set up in such a way that uh, the state has access to information that companies would consider to be trade secrets. The amount of information that's transferred to the Chinese government goes far beyond what would be expected in another market. As businessman you handle it, man. and presidential candidate, Donald Trump has accused China of pursuing decades of predatory trade practices. We can't continue to allow China to rape our country, and that's what they're doing. It's the greatest theft in the history of the world. When you see China, these are fierce people in terms of negotiation. They want to take your throat out. They want to cut you apart. The Trump administration has increased U.S. demands that China stop intellectual property theft and what the U.S. calls other unfair trade practices. The administration has released two major investigations into Chinese corporate theft and labeled Chinese computer, telecom, and technology companies risk to American national security. President Trump has raised issues that have been an irritant in the relationship for a very, very long time. You know, we're the piggy bank that everybody steals from, including China. That have not been adequately addressed by the Chinese side. And frankly, those issues go to the core of how China's economic system operates. It's state-owned enterprise reform, it's industrial policy, it's subsidies, it's overcapacity. Uh, these are not going to be easy solutions that China is going to be able to implement immediately. That's because those protectionist measures and state-sponsored business development have fueled China's rapid economic rise. Nowhere is that more obvious than China's artificial intelligence, or AI, industry. In China's northeastern Liaoning province, X-Robot is working on human-like AI robots. China wants to be the global center for AI by 2030, and some in the Trump administration believe China is fast closing the gap on the U.S.'s dominance of AI. They can mimic facial expressions, respond to questions. Hi, and even host a TV show. Ex-robot president Yang Dongyue says his company will be one of the first in the world whose robots can replace service employees. Their main function is to communicate with people, so a good appearance is a must. If the robot is very good-looking, like a pretty lady or a handsome man, people will feel more pleasant when talking with them. Beijing has been so determined to catch up and surpass the U.S. in AI technology, it's committed $150 billion to its development. X-Robot acknowledges that it receives government subsidies, but refuses to disclose how much. Meanwhile, China accuses the U.S. of investing billions on its own AI technology, like this robotic pack mule that's being funded by Pentagon Research. But Katrina, the U.S. denies that Pentagon spending is a subsidy and complains China's subsidies are in the private companies and concealed. 
in every industry, tilting the global playing field in China's favor and violating international trade rules. The Chinese Communist Party has used an arsenal of policies inconsistent with free and fair trade. These policies have built Beijing's manufacturing base at the expense of its competitors, especially the United States of America. China has built its own manufacturing base that provides cheap and efficient labor, and many U.S. businesses use it to maximize profits. Shanghai General Sports is one of the biggest bicycle manufacturers in China. The company produces more than 3 million bikes every year. CEO Lei Ge attributes the company's success to building close relationships with his partners abroad, particularly in the U.S. We work with our partner in the States as a family. Uh, uh, that's why we can become so close. That supply chain integration has built up over 30 years, and it means the trade war has hit Shanghai General Sports and many companies in China that sell to the U.S. Lei has had to let go about 30% of his staff, it doesn't help that China's economic growth has slumped to its lowest level in nearly three decades. Oh, well, we hate this. It's just more difficult than ever. And, uh, of course, we feel disappointed and we feel upset, but there's nothing we can do. This factory produces up to 13,000 bicycles every day. They're sent to countries such as Australia, Canada and Japan, but 80% of them are made for the United States and arrive in this South Carolina factory. We're producing uh, this year about 300,000 bicycles. Arnold Kamler is one of the primary buyers of Shanghai General Sports' parts. He's the chairman and CEO of Kent Bikes, one of the largest bike wholesalers in the U.S. On every bike frame imported from China, Kent has to pay a 36% tariff to U.S. Customs. On every tire, it's 30%. When you pay that amount to U.S. Customs, do you therefore increase your prices to your clients? Uh, of course, the bicycle business is a very high volume, but unfortunately for me, a very low profit margin business. And so when we have an increase of that size, we have no choice uh, but, but to raise prices. And those higher prices have led to a 20% drop in sales since the trade war began. And that's meant Kamler's had to lay off a quarter of his employees. These tariffs are hurting us very badly, but we're a smart company, and so we'll overcome this challenge by sourcing elsewhere over time. And that's exactly what's happening. General Sports will turn this field in Cambodia into a 500,000-square-foot factory. Lay says it's an investment he wishes he didn't have to make because he fears labor costs will rise. I prefer stay in China, uh, speak the same language, and uh, it's easier to, to find workers. It may not be good for businesses, but driving companies out of China is music to many in the Trump administration's ears. Some senior advisors want to continue economic integration with China, but others see China as a national security threat and want to separate the two economies. President Trump has vacillated between the camps. In late August, he tweeted, our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for an alternative to China. But at the G7 in France, just three days later, he said American companies could still thrive in China. If we make a deal, I'd like to see him stay there and do a great job. On Chinese media, commentators argue President Trump's flip-flops show he's unreliable. You cannot be in a situation where I don't believe what you're saying, and I don't believe you'll carry out even if you do 
How can I have a negotiation with you? China has taken steps to ensure it's less vulnerable to Trump's trade war shots, from boosting domestic supplies of soybeans, corn, and cotton, to expanding export markets beyond the U.S. to Africa and South America. With no need for democratic elections and what it calls a higher economic pain threshold, Chinese TV says China can outlast Trump. Anyone who misjudges China will surely pay the price of the Chinese people's steel will. But President Trump has said he can outlast China and vows to hold his ground, even if that harms the U.S. economy short term. I am doing this whether it's good or bad for your, your statement about, oh, will we fall into a recession for two months, okay? The fact is, somebody had to take China on. My life would be a lot easier if I didn't take China on, but I like doing it because I have to do it. Which means U.S.-China cooperation is decreasing, and the confrontation is increasing. And the trade war continues, as two economies that have been integrated for decades are already drifting apart. Technology has helped China achieve extraordinary growth and wealth, but critics say it's facilitated a surveillance state. We begin the first of two stories focusing on Chinese technology in a remote area that's becoming more connected. In China's Lipu Mountains, past rolling hillside farms, the remote city of Guilin is nestled into a valley and built along a riverbank that's been inhabited for 10,000 years. Today, this old town is getting older. The population is older and often needs medical care. The closest hospital is far, so on this day, they line up for a mobile clinic on a bus. Visiting specialists have a small room in the back for x-rays and a nearby room for eye specialists to check for cataracts. In this clinic, everything is electronic, and all the patient records and data feed into a single phone application. It's made by the company Ping An, and the app is called Good Doctor. Local doctor Luo Jiangshong says the technology changes everything. Before we had this platform, patients had to go so far away. It was a big burden. Now, with this platform, it saves both money and time. For decades, a country that suffered from widespread rural poverty relied on so-called barefoot doctors to provide remote areas medical care. Today, technology from medicine to telecommunications to artificial intelligence is helping transform the country. China is quite unique because it's been a rapidly developing country. So we have um, very varying, uneven distribution. Technology helps to bridge those gaps uh, and deliver service, uh, particularly in an environment like this. Jessica Tan is the co-CEO of Ping An, who's building towers over Shenzhen, China's Silicon Valley. Ping An boomed financially into the world's second largest insurance company, but now it's celebrating by turning old insurance into new tech. In September, Ping An unveiled new facial recognition software for drivers. Those markings judge whether she's a good driver and feeds all of her data into Ping An's database. Micro expression recognition. A separate application uses facial recognition to determine whether Ping An loan applicants are lying about their identity by examining more than 90 distinct expressions. When you are nervous, there are these micro expressions that people will do. System identifies abnormal emotions. Verifying the person who they are supposed to be, uh, um, in, in most cases, is quite accurate. So I think already better than the human eye. And those human eyes, China's 1.4 billion citizens, are now entering more and more data on their phones. And in China, it's 
big data. Ping An's healthcare app has 250 million users. Ping An's car accident app that can automatically assess and cost damage has 200 million users. And China has developed, so recently, the majority of all of those users have never owned cars or borrowed money or earned a credit score. So to choose loan applicants, Ping An's developed a social credit score based on all of the data users enter into their phones. Having the expertise to change that series of raw information to actually a credit report or score that people trust. So we're able to uh, do that based on your mobile phone bills, your shopping rackets, right? Are you, you do splurge on your spending. Um, if you have a good credit record, you get the loans faster at a cheaper rate. Um, so I think the idea is then uh, there's incentive for people who have nothing to hide to want to share. But in communist China, who decides who has nothing to hide? Like Ping An, the government is now converting data on its citizens into social credit scores. It's called sharp eyes, and those eyes are electronic thanks to the world's most advanced surveillance. The five most surveilled cities in the world are Chinese. China now has more than 200 million cameras, including at the entrance to an international conference. And cameras use software that recognize not only faces, but also how people walk and can then track their location as they move. That allows cameras to judge behavior. In Shenzhen, cameras watch this intersection. If people jaywalk, they're publicly shamed when their faces are displayed on the screen. Do you think because that camera is there, more people cross legally? Of course. They're afraid to be seen doing something inappropriate. So they will change their behavior. If you jaywalk, it reduces your credit score. For example, if you cross the red light, your score would be reduced by two to three. Behavior change is exactly what the government wants. And the credit score system is so important, there's even a Communist Party-produced national credit magazine. Wu Xiaoyan is the editor-in-chief. The Chinese system's main purpose is to build a credible society of trust. This system has become an effective measure in our social governance. For example, on the bus, people with regular scores will pay regular price, and people with good scores only pay 80% of that. Rewarding good behavior all across society and punishing bad behavior is enshrined in her magazine. When I look in this magazine, I see an, an honor list in red, and then in black, a blacklist. Those on the red list are people who have trustworthy behavior. Those on the blacklist are people whose behaviors are not trustworthy. Does it work? Does rewarding people who act well and punishing people who act badly make more people act well? Of course it works. And something about that question made her uncomfortable. She and her staff walked out of the interview and the newsroom, but the microphones were still rolling and recorded their conversation about my questions. What kind of question was that? Don't talk about the government. Talk about companies, businesses. We need to be calm. We cannot refuse to be interviewed. Not too rigid or serious. Ten minutes later, she did come back to finish the interview. Everything okay? She said everything was okay, but the government's critics say everything is not okay because they say China's big data is becoming big brother. Companies that use the social credit system and the government say the social credit system improves people's behavior. 
But critics say that the government can use the social credit system to target and penalize anyone who opposes or criticizes the Communist Party. In Hong Kong, protesters say mainland China is exporting a system of surveillance. So when they demonstrate, they climb up ladders and try and cover up the cameras. And protesters also cover up their faces. This 21-year-old and her friends declined to give their names for fear China would punish them. Although I'm wearing a mask, they're like AI tracking, tracking down our faces. And maybe they will just use computers and recognize us in maybe just one second and having all our identifications and all our information. We are scared about it. And protesters fear surveillance goes from cameras to inside their phones. They organize these rallies offline because they believe police hacked into their messaging apps. We are super scared that our personal information will leak out and we will get caught based on these informations. Protesters' fears are accurate, says Jean Li Fan, a long-standing critic of the government. He was willing to sit for an interview but refused to be seen with us in public, so he met us in our hotel room. Are you, as a constant critic of the government, under surveillance? Of course. We can feel the surveillance all the time. The Chinese authorities use a network of cameras throughout cities, facial recognition systems, as well as various mobile phone apps to monitor individuals. Surveillance is indeed omnipresent. And that surveillance happens automatically and instantaneously. Every day, Chinese citizens send more than 45 billion messages on WeChat, the country's most popular messaging service. If you type in something sensitive, like a reference to the Tiananmen Square massacre in Mandarin, the recipient never receives it. Sometimes my wife and I suddenly can't contact each other. I noticed that whenever foreign media reporters were trying to set up interviews with me, the police would always show up downstairs. And I've noticed that the police who follow me use the same mobile phones from Huawei. Huawei is a $100 billion phone and technology giant that's the world's largest provider of telecom equipment. U.S. officials describe it as the symbol of high-tech Chinese government suppression and beholden to the Communist Party, alongside fellow telecommunications giant ZTE. As a matter of Chinese law, the Chinese government can rightfully demand access to data flowing through Huawei and ZTE systems. Why would anyone grant such power to a regime that has already grossly violated cyberspace? The Trump administration has mostly blocked U.S. companies from selling technology to Huawei. But the company is expanding its 5G, or fifth-generation phone technology. And Vice President well, Vincent Pang says business is booming. This company. Uh, all our major customers choose still stay with Huawei. We signed a 50-contract uh, with uh, our major customers for 5G already. And this year, we will deliver 150,000 base stations outside of China. Uh, I think that is the fact. And that expansion of Chinese technology around the world has enormous implications for China and the U.S. And now we examine that expansion and why the U.S. believes it's a fundamental threat to democracy. Interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Ain't very, very interesting. Mm. Uh, you know, I was um, I was meditating yesterday evening on, on on the trade, and this is what I was going to ask: you, Is it really about trade? You know, the, the, the trade is is, 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 the, is, the, is the front page of the news, is the front, you know, of everything. So 
everybody's focused on this, but there's so much more, you know. And and I think one of the biggest strengths the United States fell with China is the advanced technology. And I remember we done a topic months ago on the advanced technology, the age of Aquarius, you know, which you know many people believe that's what we into the age of Pisces, which is a Christian era as handed. And we not entered the age of Aquarius, which is really talking about the whole advanced technology uh, couple with um, everything else in terms of surveillance and, and so on. And and I think that looking back on China, as we're concluding the, this topic, there's so much more about China. And, and I would um, um, advise you, uh, you know, encourage you to do your own research and to explore more. But they there's a really a power that this does reason and and you know one of the things notes that i took as well from here and as i was uh looking into it for example um just to give you a bit of a things from 2012 to 2016s um go to sacks you know we're talking about artificial intelligence the estimate saying that the total artificial intelligence in the u.s was about 80 billion compared with only 2 billion in china by 2020, China, as they mentioned in this video, invested about 150 billion in artificial intelligence. And they now, the thing is, United States is still in front when it comes to the advanced technology. But what they're afraid of is the speed of China, growing speed of China in terms of economy, in terms of military, in terms of technology, and, and really this trade, this trade war. It's about United States be afraid of see it's, it's 21st century is basically it's a war about innovation. It's a war about technology, it's a war about artificial intelligence. We we spoke about months ago how the, the United Kingdom are beginning to invest also billions of money into artificial intelligence. This is this is like the space war. It's a kind of the space war back in the sixties, seventies. Is whoever's gonna bring the best technology and, and then you saw China technology is amazing in that sense. They're not on par yet with america but they are growing faster they are becoming they are becoming the number one in that sense what's your take on it when you watch all this it's interesting you said it's like the space race i think it's a lot more the reason why i say that is because when you actually access artificial intelligence you access everything about people mm. so the thing is for example the communist party of the that you see what they've been doing is they've been putting people in different areas they've been placing as, as they say in order for a government to have access to private companies and invest in private companies mm. the way they are it's actually a contravention of law um international law um so when you're actually taking a look at what they're doing they've invested in and this is why i don't know whether you remember in the papers um once when trump was in it, it was the trump administration there was a massive thing about when 5g was coming out mm. Yeah. And he was saying that he he was saying that about certain companies, um, I mean, mobile phone companies. It was Huawei, you know. It was Hawaii, yeah. It was for, he was yeah. talking about Hawaii, and then what they did is they actually withdrew, and there was a major major hoo ha um, about the whole thing. But now, when you actually look into it, you can understand Absolutely. why, because people just thought he was being cantankerous mm -hmm. at the time. Um, but now, when you actually see it, you can see why he's the way he is because. If you actually take a look at it, um, that's just mobile phones. Mm. But look at what they're doing in China yeah. in terms of controlling their people. Mm -hmm. Now, so can you imagine that's what they're doing 
they're doing that at home. What now? Imagine what they can do if they have access internationally. That was the problem that was uh, United Kingdom was rising as well when mm-hmm. they were signed this contract with our intern providing the five G technology in the UK, and mm. and it's been such a big uproar as well mm. in a sense because as you said clearly, and as we saw in this video. You know, AI is just much more than just a telephone. They they serving this technology, and we've seen that. But what was interesting in in this video as well was as uh, sorry, I think what's in, in important to say as well is that, you know, in terms of the Communist Party's investment into these companies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, what one of the things, and and it's absolutely, I mean, what was interesting is as I was watching this 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 report, you know, one of the things that. it's almost like I was projected years ahead Mm. and seeing how the antichrist system will be operating and as we've seen it that's exactly how we'll be operating you know this this unbelievable system surveillance which is actually I mean I find it mind-blowing the 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 credit score rating and how the the credit score is created and how they they, they, it's not only just looking at people in terms of where they're going where they buy what they spend what we say it's just it's behavior it's everything Mm. about it it's it's like go, it's like watching Minority Report, you know. It's mm. just a really kind of knowing, kind of predicting what people are about to do. So people have to cross. <laughs> I mean, they have to cross in a certain way, otherwise the credit, you know, is reduced. And the interesting thing that this this behavior kind of created a a, a a disparity in society as well. Now, you know, you get twenty percent discount. You know, if your credit was quite high. I mean, it's a, it's a mind blowing. But to be honest, this is what's coming. Yeah, but this the thing is, look at track and trace and, yeah. you know, immunity of uh, uh, passport, health passports, all these different yeah. things. It, it's just a guise, isn't it? Mm. And it kind of, um, it, it you know, it begins to ev- evolve into something else. Mm-hmm. But it, it's interesting also, I think, in terms of Africa, when they were talking about what happened in the sense of the Chinese have been pushed out of their own country because mm-hmm. of taxes. That's right. That they've had to actually go and find, find other, places. other places. And it, um, it explains why they're, why doing. they're yeah. doing these things. Yeah. Because I think we see them going into different countries and we're like, why are they all fleeing from... Mm. And there had to be a major reason. So it's, mm. it's quite interesting that they're saying the taxes are just too high. Mm. Profits, you know, the margins are low. So therefore, they're having to go to different countries in order to be able to trade with... That with their with their their people with their mm-hmm. cu- with their customers. So, if they're in China, they get penalized. If they're outside of China, they can still trade as normal. So Absolutely. that explains the exodus mm. um, from China. Um, so into other countries. So, it's I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Not really. But uh, we want to open the, the the floor to anyone who's going to comment. Whether you're mm. on your, on Facebook, YouTube, you can post your comments and we can read them or if you're on, on zoom and you, and you want to comment you want to say something please feel free to do so very very interesting i mean the, the, the truth in and this is why i say is it really about trade i mean i think personally you know it, it's been said that the uh administration american administration is uh is is the dominant global dominance in the innovation economy and and i think that when you look at it there's such a race to 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 get this artificial intelligence i mean unbelievable you know and and it's quite dangerous in terms of people work and jobs over the next five ten years is they really begin to increase robots in every aspect of life uh, in that sense and robots that look like human as well well th- there's been talk about it hasn't there because mm. you know they, they started with i think there are particular people who in dubai there was uh, a robot who had her own passport 
Mm. The one who came on television. Yes, yes. She was talking and... She's a citizen. Yeah, she's a citizen yeah. of Dubai. Mm. Um, so when we actually take a look at that, you know, that, that was just the, the start of, of things to come, really. Mm-hmm. And they're very... If they're investing so much money um, in such things, then I'm sure that they're very clear about the direction in which things are going to be going. Mm-hmm. But, for example, like now, you know... Remember, we watched we watched this when we were talking about the artificial intelligence. Yes, and there were the restaurants mm-hmm. who had the servers, the robots who mm-hmm. would go and serve at the tables mm-hmm. and so on. So, if you actually think about it now, for example, in England, there's a shortage of people to do jobs such as those. That's true, because of what's taken place in terms of COVID and people and Brexit as well, and Brexit, mm-hmm. and also people feel. Um, when we've spoken to people, people don't feel comfortable in the in the in the presence of others. Mm-hmm. Some people don't because they're feeling that they're going to actually contract COVID from mm-hmm. one another. So what a, what a what a wonderful um, what a wonderful way to be able to introduce. a solution to yeah. be able to actually introduce robots mm-hmm. who don't carry viruses mm-hmm. who who don't actually for, for for employees who you don't have to pay for benefits. You d- they're not going to be off sick. All of these different things, you know. So from it's a, almost like a win-win situation for an employer, and also for those if there were customers in, for example, a restaurant or somewhere which is a service kind of oriented area, to not actually have to be able to have contact with other human beings who could contract viruses or spread viruses. So it, it's interesting that all of these things have been introduced. Or these, there's such a race because if these things are developed and they can be utilized, what a, what a perfect situation and timing to be able to actually begin to introduce things such as this. Absolutely, it's it poses another problem as well in that sense is the fact that if they begin to replace those robots, as you said, there may be a shortage in, in the hospitality industry mm. because of Brexit and, and so on, and be replacing by those robots, which, as you clearly mentioned, which is a definitely it would be a positive for them but what about the offset on people who lose their jobs in that sense so it means that the government's gonna have to pay more benefits to people because at the end of the day when people lose their job they when they when they go they get benefits isn't it they claim it so yeah. what is going to happen yeah there? but because if you if you actually think about it though if you look at the benefit system um and it's something that they've been talking about for years they've been decreasing it mm. um quite dramatically over universal the years. Universal credit, for example, and they they've made it into it? universal credit. But That's also right. what we're talking about now is going forward is that, you know, you're talking about the antichrist system. They were talking about paying people a certain amount of money. So they'll be capping basically. Yeah. And that's so everybody yeah. will be getting the same kind of money in that yeah. sense and capping in that sense. Yeah. It, it's it's mind blowing. I mean Look, look at that. Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Microsoft are firmly entrenched in the top 10 companies in the world by market capitalization. You know, we know that. But they said they were joined a couple of years ago by two Chinese companies, Alibaba and Tencent, that continue to climb up the standing. I didn't know Alibaba was um, Chinese. Mm. This is quite interesting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And and that's again that just show you that the 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 power of China is is gaining. You know, we're mm-hmm. not saying that China is the number one. What we're saying over the last few weeks that we're looking to China is this continued incredible speed growth, growth this rise which is going such a yeah which is going at such a rate as well. Mm. Um, and and that's what the, the the Americans are concerned about. 
they're concerned about this 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 uh, growth, rapid. rapid growth. I mean, the interesting thing as well, and, and the trade war talking about the aspect of them just stealing the information, and and you know, I mean, but they're known we, for it. They're, 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 they're known for it, isn't it? You mm. know, you can you can anything you find. Nikes or anything you find here, any device you can find the same in China. You know, if mm -hmm. you look on eBay or if you look on anything else, you, know, you can buy your goods in, in mm -hmm. China and they, they and they look the same and yeah. they they function the same and they mm -hmm. as good as the same. It's just mm -hmm. the brand different, isn't mm -hmm. it? So, this is our conclusion on um, on the topic of China. Um, mm -hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It's for us. It's been really a high opening into looking into what China is going to be and how China is growing. And mm. and the reason we wanted to share that is because, based on the book of Ezekiel as well and and other book of the the, the Bible, you know, this this at the end at the end of the reign of the Antichrist and in the seven years, it's going to be waging war against the king of the north and the king of the east, which we believe um, as those country in in essence. So they will meet in Armageddon. Uh, in this battle and they will wage war for a complete who's, go who's going to dominate the earth who's going to be the, 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 the big man in, in the earth and that's the time that when Jesus will come with all the saints and then just to wipe out the whole thing mm. but it was important for us to understand because I think that as many of us has been focusing on COVID you know rightly so and, and the effect of COVID and vaccine and passport and so on what we are seeing now we are seeing countries you know, especially those four countries are now trading places in that sense of superpower. And and looking at China, it was very interesting to see, obviously, a communist party, which is give a bit of a glimpse of what we may see when it comes to the system of the Antichrist, but also seeing that the power that they're gaining as well uh, was very important for us to understand, you know, don't play around with the Chinese people in that sense because they are definitely growing and becoming a superpower. The other three that we're going to be looking over the next few weeks, obviously, is Europe, Russia, and the state. But I felt really for us to start to begin to look at Europe in that sense. And, and not many people are talking about Europe at the moment because, obviously, after the Brexit and the COVID, it's very difficult to see how Europe can grow. But what they are doing under the scene and how they, 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 they're changing the way people are working, changing the way people are doing things, and we are going to look into detail where are they about you know we spoke about europe we spoke about the eu we may do a bit of history a catch-up history about eu but very briefly uh because we've done mm -hmm. that so many yeah, times we have. We, there's a podcast yeah on there's that. a podcast on this but uh, it's just to really look you know what's taking place in europe right now where are they what are they doing what are the contracts that they've been signing how are they moving without england you know are they moving post brexit so those are the things that we want to try to look in, into this as well but why don't we pray mm -hmm. Father, we just really, truly thank you for your revelation. We thank you so much for, for Jean-Marc and for the things that you're really, truly laying on his heart to look into in terms of Revelation Hour. Father, just thank you that as we continue to look to you, Lord, you continue to speak to us all, speak to our hearts, speak to us about positioning and about being steadfast and about really abiding in you and seeking you at this time. Father, we just thank you for the times and the seasons that we are in. Father, just as Esther was born for such a time, we truly believe that we were born for such a time as this. So, Father, we just pray that you will continue to speak to each and every single one of us and about what you want us to do. And let us be obedient 
in this time, in this season and in the season to come to do that which you have called for us to do, that we will be strong and we will be courageous and we will walk according to your will, according to your plan, according to your purpose, according to your mandate, Father. So we give thanks and praise for everyone who's listening and we just pray and plead the blood of Jesus upon everyone. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So, just to conclude, you can again, as I said to you, you can contact us on Facebook, you know, Twitter, email, uh, check our website, and so on as well. Just uh, really catch up with us as well. And next week, we're back, obviously, next week same place same time and we'll be talking about europe so guys have a wonderful time i will have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week same place same time ciao guys bye bye